also an ancient trail that led across into Laos. Now along that ancient trail there is villages, minority villages. Those people live both in the park and on the other side of the park and this road is what links them to civilization which is Fong Yao basically is their link to civilization along this road. So those people must travel in and out of the park uh, through the park in order to get to their homes and get to the shops. So they are monitored on what they take into the park and what they take out of the park in order to uh, protect the park. Also, um, you know, they, the, the, the rangers also police people taking plants or animals from the park. Um, and uh, yeah, basically that's the, uh, the, the access to the park there. There's also an access point that will go out of the park on this loop today and that's the access point at the on the Ho Chi Minh Trail West to the north and there's also a, an access point to the south on the Ho Chi Minh Trail West which is is again got a boom gate and a ranger station there. As we leave Fonga village on Highway 20 heading towards the National Park entrance um, on the left is a big mountain with twin dome peaks. That mountain is uh, affectionately known as the Camel Mountain, as named by the German people from the Cologne Zoo and Frankfurt Zoological Society, who used the mountain to set up a project to rehabilitate primates, primarily Hating Langers, that were taken from hunters and from traders and put in there in order to uh, rehabilitate them to the wild. It's got a 1.8 kilometer, seven foot high electric fence around the mountain. And uh, the primates have now gone wild and the Cologne Zoo is no longer managing the facility. And there is a big troop of primates that live on that mountain. Um, they're managed by the uh, National Park now. Um, the, the mountain in between the peaks at the top, there's a cave, and that mountain in the cave there was used as a communication center for the Ho Chi Minh Trail during the American War. And there is still relics and things up in the cave to this date from the war. Um, and MAG, the NGO that does the uh, bomb and mine ordinance clearance here, 
the UXO unexploded ordnance clearance um, um, in this in this province they have cleared a lot of uh, bombs from around the mountain so there was very heavy bombing um, of the communications center that was on the top of the mountain um, that's just before you come to the entrance to the National Park the, the boom gate entrance there's a lot less hunting here now than there was 10 years ago because strategy for policing the uh, use of the National Park has been um, improved dramatically over the last 10 to 12 years um, we are seeing a lot more wildlife as far as uh, different monkey species go and wild chicken snakes and small small uh, fauna um, we are, are seeing an increase in that running I don't know, across the road say mm. flying across the road um, if you if you are traveling through the park and it's not the middle of the day when it's really hot um, and the sun's beating down always keep your eyes peeled in every direction because you will see harting langers and duck langers and macaques um, in the treetops and on top of the the, uh, the the scrub and jungle foraging for leaf matter um, yeah the, the, the National Park does have the highest biodiversity of primates in Southeast Asia, um, it's got how many species, huh? Um, because we are living in center of, center of Vietnam, in the North Vietnam, we have four seasons, similar to in Europe, and in the South, actually, we have two red and dried. So, here, combination between North and South. So, I mean, animal living in the North, you can see here, and animal living in the South, you could see in this area. Like Ben mentioned, if you drive around the national park, easily you can see monkey, macaque, or langur, the general on the road. I just see them, I just saw them uh, maybe one week ago. In 2013 and 14, easy to see them, maybe every today we can see them easily. Um, what, what kind of animal you can see here, that is a monkey, that's a typical in our national park. We have about 10 species of monkeys here. We have macaque, langur, uh, gibbon, and we have uh, loris. Yes, bear. We have two types: bear, sun bear, and black bear in this area. Uh, we have a lot of snake and lizards here. We have over 147 something species of snake and lizards. Mostly snake here. They are poisonous uh, in our national park. Uh, so many lizards because we very hot and in the cold lump scenario. So that's a good place for lizards. In the national park, not only house a cave of vegetation, wildlife. We have people living in the national park. We have about nearly thousand, nearly two thousand people living in these regions. If I so many villages here, we keep going on the Ho Chi Minh. No, sorry, on the uh, Highway Twenty at the end near Lao border, we have uh, RM. Minority people living, like Ben mentioned, we have a government, local government gym set up there like we have a fun story in 1959 1959 you know uh, 60 years ago when building Ho Chi Minh trails in the National Park because we are the National Park we are in Ho Chi Minh Trail when building Ho Chi Minh Trail 
we saw new minority people living inside cave like cavemen living far from a thousand years ago they are rook r-u-c rook people just about 34 people living in cave like cavemen in the wildlife they don't know anything about us when they saw Viet Cong, when they saw North Vietnamese people in the jungle, they were frightened, scared, running away deeper in the jungle. And after the war, the government, they went to look for them, tried to move them out of the national park and uh, give them some food, some money, build for them a new village. And the government did that, but after a few weeks living in the new village, they used all food and run back to the jungle, live in the cave. And just read some information on uh, Vietnam Allies magazine a few months ago. Some old men living in the village, they have habit in few months. They go back and live in cave for a few weeks and then go back to new hometown. That's the rook people, one of most, one of ten most mystery uh, minority people in the world. You want to see, do the look in the National Park, you can see them. Now they combine with another minority people named Sheikh to have a new village there. About few hundred people living near the edge of the National Park. What are the minorities that are in this area? Yeah. Which, can you name them? Arem, Vunkyo, that's, uh, they're living in our National Park. Rook, Bruvenkyo. There's a lot of interesting stories about the uh, minority people mm. and their culture and their customs. Mm. Um, they're very remote people. Mm. The people who live in uh, Bandung village, for instance, the Bruvenkyu, they came north during the 1960s from the DMZ area in Kongchi. Due to the war raging there, they moved north along the Ho Chi Minh Trail and set themselves up up here. They lived deep in the jungle in that spot there at Bandung um, up until 2013 when Exalus started to take tours to the world's biggest cave. Their village lies halfway between the entrance to the big cave and to, to Hang An and the highway. And the only way in and out of their village is walking. There's no electricity, there's no nothing. These people are very remote. Probably, you know, like Fongyaka Bang is located and situated as one of the most unpopulated wild places left in Southeast Asia, um, especially in Vietnam, like uh, for, for, for being an, uh, as a remote region. Um, so the... The Bandung people now have got tourism coming through and helping to economically develop their village, but it's a very new concept to them. So if you do go to Hang An Cave as an overnight trip or to Hanson Dung as a four-day trip, it's not just the cave. It's also this amazing opportunity to see like something that's um, what an anthropologist would love to go and research you know you're walking through the real thing coming into the national park through the boom gate on highway 20 you climb up a small mountain what you'll find on the right is the botanical gardens the botanical gardens are located inside the park it's an area that was already 
clear cut um, and deforested when the national park was first set up. So UNESCO, working together with the park authority, reforested the area with different species of plants from the region into a and formed what has now turned into, 25 years later, a a uh, natural jungle environment. But it it's because it's been created, it's been studied, and and the scientific department of the national park is based around what's being done here at the botanical gardens. The Botanical Gardens is open for tourists to walk around. There's a few different trails you can stop, and you can you can stop, get off the motorbike, and go for a jungle walk on your own in the Botanical Gardens. It's one of the only areas in the National Park where people are allowed to go and explore on their own. There's a waterfall, there's different trails, there's an information center, and there's also an area where they've got some macaques that have been rescued from, from hunters and from traders and they're in a semi-wild enclosure at the at the botanical gardens. Um, Hong, you, you've been bringing tourists here for a while. What would you recommend that people who bring themselves to the uh, botanical gardens do? In the garden, you see, is the botanical garden actually that's a part of the jungle. So, you know, it's a jungle, so you bring whatever you need for the jungle. Absolutely. In the jungle, in the garden here, you can do soft checking or even... Uh, few hours or even half day even you can do one day trekking in the garden you can see some wildlife along the road because in our national park there is only one place you can do trekking without a tour because it's very strictly in the national park we have to protect uh, environment the national parks are not allowed to trek everywhere in the jungle so in the garden that's where you can do jungle trekking if you love jungle, primary jungle the vegetation on the cast on the lamb or in the Lamston area, go to this garden that you can see wildlife, absolutely. Uh, like Ben mentioned, they take uh, the ranger, they took some from uh, the hunter, from the trader, so they put back in the garden here for a few months, for four or five months, and then let them go for free in the jungle when they get ready to go. Here you have a chance to swim, have a beautiful waterfall, named Zoe Waterfall as well. We have uh, the big pond that you can chill down a bit when you trek and feel hot. Yeah, that you can do in the garden, trekking, swimming, enjoying the view. How big is the whole garden area? How many hectares? It's about 12 hectares.